to the Developing Leaders Impacting Kids podcast, a podcast all about sharing ideas, tips, and strategies to help you develop as a Kidman leader. Thanks for listening to today's episode, featuring a favorite presentation from one of our training experiences. To download today's show notes or to learn more about our certification program, training intensives, and Institutes of Children's Ministry, visit our website, cogop.org slash children. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Developing Leaders Impacting Kids podcast. Joining us today is no stranger. We have Bishop Dr. Sean McKinley joining us, and we are going to be talking about an event that we both got to participate in just last month. So hello, Sean. How are you doing today? Hey, Joy. I'm doing very well, thank you. Thanks for taking the lead on this podcast, and uh, I'm so glad everybody's listening in with us. I uh, was so excited really to share some of our thoughts coming out of our leadership summit last month. And I really hope that those who are listening will kind of uh, virtually pull up a chair to the table and lean into this conversation because I think it's very important. And I think that uh, my goal is that everyone will hear my heart about the future direction of international children's ministries and uh, have some insights into really where I think we should be heading uh, in the in the short little bit here. Perfect. So as you know, last month, we had the unique opportunity to have our very first Children's Ministries Leadership Summit. And I want to ask you if you could share briefly your vision behind this gathering and what inspired it to take place. Sure, Joy. Uh, well, this was a new event that we pulled together uh, Many people will know and be familiar with the Institute of Children's Ministry, which Children's Ministry, we've now had 16 institutes. They began happening uh, originally every year, uh, and then um, we shifted to every two years about a decade or so ago. Uh, I can remember when I stepped into Children's Ministries four years ago, the very first big pressure I had was, oh my gosh, I have to plan ICM, and I don't want to mess this up. Uh, but ICM really is our premier training event. We do it every two years. Uh, it's a multi-day event for people who have attended it. They know we have breakout sessions and general sessions and prayer experiences and special events. It's a, it's a great uh, training event for those who serve kids in the church. Uh, my experience the last two ICM was at, uh, at both of those, at the end, people were always coming to me saying, when is the next one? I want to come. And I tell them the dates. And they then I'd have to tell them a second time because they didn't realize, oh, it's not next year. It's in two years. And it would always follow up with people saying, can't we do something next year? So we had this idea to sort of test the waters. What if we ran alongside another event or conference? Uh, and that's what we did with this, this event. Uh, we were part of what's called the Child Discipleship Forum. So people who came to our summit attended the Child Discipleship Forum for two days. And then on the third day, we stayed behind uh, for a time of processing of just leaders from the Church of God of Prophecy, uh, you know, sharing what did we hear at this event, what were some of our key takeaways, and how will we apply that in our ministry context. And so it was a, it was a great launch to something new. Uh, I'm not sure that it'll happen every year like this. I'm not sure that it'll always be with the Child Discipleship Forum. Um, But we want to give our people the opportunity 
to network together, but to be introduced to people, ideas, and thoughts beyond just the Church of God of Prophecy. Absolutely. So as you mentioned, we attended the Child Discipleship Forum, and we got to attend that both last year and this year here from our offices. So I wanted to ask, what has been formational for you in moving forward with the Church of God of Prophecy as you've listened to all the different presentations, as you've gathered content from the Child Discipleship Forum? Yeah, Joy, well, we had, as you mentioned, the great blessing of being at the very first Child Discipleship Forum last year. And I can remember, we didn't really know much about the event. We were just trusting uh, the folks, particularly at Awana, who were promoting the event. Uh, you and I uh, and Leslie, Leslie Green, who serves as our office manager and project manager, um, had been impacted by a book called Resilient, and those authors were part of the formation of this event. So we went to the first uh, CDF, as they call it, and I can remember just being blown away from the very first presentation because uh, the entire two days were a lot of these topics and ideas that we don't feel necessarily comfortable discussing in a church setting. It gave us permission, things like gender identity, uh, things like children and sexuality, uh, and then also kind of envisioning what's the future of children's ministry, what's it going to look like. And so I, my first experience was really, oh, it's okay to discuss these things <laughs> and to maybe even have different differences of opinion. Um, the other thing when I think about CDF is I've heard this saying for a while, uh, let's find where God is moving and let's join in. And uh, I really think there's a lot of momentum, and it really seems to be a spirit birth movement happening around this idea of child discipleship. So I, I didn't want the Church of God of Prophecy to be left behind in that. And I think also I walked away from CDF um, really thinking about my own discipleship journey, how I was raised, what am I passing along to my children, um, what do I see our local congregations doing or not doing uh, in the area of discipling children and equipping parents to disciple their own children? Uh, I love a quote from Ruth Haley Barton um, that the best thing that we can bring to leadership is our own transforming selves. And for me, I'm not just looking at child discipleship. I'm looking at my own journey right now. Mm -hmm. And um and I think that the most effective way that I can lead right now is to not only go there myself, but make sure I'm bringing people with me. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking at, at discipleship in regards to children, my own children, the children of my congregation, but also looking at my own experience and where can I improve. And people who came to ICM last year um, uh, actually saw the effects of CDF in a very small way and what I'm saying in that we introduced a spiritual disciplines track. And it was very much focused on the children's minister. Mm -hmm. uh, how well are we doing at forming these disciplines or, or habits? Um, you know, things like prayer, Bible study, Sabbath, and solitude. Uh, that all really sprang from my first experience at CDF. Absolutely. So now that we've brought up the topic of child discipleship at International Children's Ministries. We've actually named child discipleship as being one of our priorities. So this leads us to ask, and probably our children's ministers and pastors and people listening, 
why child discipleship as a priority? Well, I don't want to offend anyone, and I don't want to make assumptions to those who are listening. Um, but I believe that discipleship is a process, uh, and it's an intentional process. And when I consider perhaps the way that uh, some of our local church ministries happen, not everywhere, um, but I don't always see that there is an intentional discipleship strategy or process. And so I wanted to um, really elevate this conversation. Again, not, not saying it's not happening everywhere or in some places, um, but discipleship is an expectation of Jesus. You know, um, in Mark, uh, I'm sorry, Matthew 28, it's very clear what we're supposed to do. We are to go and make disciples. And one of the uh, tensions that I have felt in the last four years, um, and again, this is not talking negatively. I'm very grateful for where we are. We, I believe, are making a huge impact uh, within our own movement for children's ministry. Um, but a lot of our efforts have been focused on developing leaders. And as a part of that, we do train train our children's ministers how to equip others to disciple children. But I think we've fallen short maybe on the resourcing side um, and even some of the foundational elements of discipleship, just making sure that they're present in everything that we do. So, um, you know, I, I hope everyone hears my heart. Um, making and growing disciples for Jesus is our number one activity ahead of everything else. And so um, I want to make sure that discipleship you know, discipleship is a part of leadership development. They're not exempt from each other because we don't want to just have good leaders in the church. We want to have spiritual leaders, and that comes as a result of discipleship. But um, number one, I want to make sure that we are doing what Jesus expects of us and what he wants us to do. And so I think discipleship always has to be at the center uh, instead of on the periphery of what we do. Um, but why child discipleship? I think we have to elevate child discipleship also for the future of the church. Mm. You know, we are equipping the future leaders for tomorrow and we want to make sure that they have a solid framework upon which to serve the church, to serve their community, to serve those around them. Um, but ultimately child discipleship, because I want our kids to have that lasting resilient faith that they're going to need to make it uh, in the future. And so that's why we named uh, Child Discipleship a uh, strategic priority this year. We've put a few resource, resources out there, which we'll talk maybe a little bit more in a minute of where we want to go from here. Um, but just by naming it and bringing attention to it, we want people to know, hey, this is going to be a, fo a focus for the foreseeable future for us. Absolutely. Now, as we know, in our own spiritual journeys, a lot of times there can be hurdles and hindrances that we all either personally have to go through or even culturally. So I wanted to ask, what do you see culturally in our current time as maybe hindrances to the spiritual formation of children? And I wanted to ask specifically, do you see them as being present in our church, Church of God of Prophecy, and our movement? Sure. And, and this is where again, I keep throwing these disclaimers in there. I want everyone to know I love, I love our church. I love being a part of this movement. And I'm so encouraged by what I have seen traveling around the world these last four years. 
but I know that we have a very real enemy. And when we talk about equipping um, children to be lasting, resilient, lifelong disciples of Christ, we know that the devil will fight us. And, um, you know, you mentioned the word hindrances. I think I'm going to use the word barriers for a minute, some barriers uh, to spiritually forming our kids. Um, and I'm going to put them in sort of three different categories. One is just the parents that we're working with right now. Um, in many of our churches, we're reaching children whose parents are not believers. And so that is one barrier, one obstacle that we have to overcome. Um, but I think when we look in the church with Christian parents, again, everyone, I know many of us are doing our very best. Um, but there are a lot of parents who are ignorant of their responsibility, the biblical mandate to disciple their own children. And, and that's a barrier that we confront all the time. Um, we did our, our study at the beginning of this year on discipleship. Uh, we did a parent's study in the Church of God of Prophecy. And what kept reoccurring was that many of our parents felt like they had not been properly equipped as disciples. So they didn't really know how to disciple their own children because they didn't experience it themselves. So I think there's a lot of reluctance. Again, parents don't know. I think they tend to, uh, in their minds, build up something much larger than it has to be. And so um, parents, I think, definitely are one barrier there uh, in those challenges that we have. I think the church, in the church, we have some barriers. Um, one is just a lack of of good understanding. What is our role in discipling kids? What is the role of parents? Mm-hmm. Um, I think overall, in many places, unfortunately, when I travel, there's still a, a lack of understanding of the value of children to the kingdom of God and the access that children have to spiritual experiences, to spiritual gifts, um, to, to the promises of God. There's still a real lack of that understanding. Uh, I think I, in the church, a lot of times see apathy toward children um, and reaching them. Uh, I, I, w- I will admit to you, and I, I don't want to sound like I, I'm not understanding. I do understand the challenges of, of local church ministry. I've worked in very small congregations and, and large ones as well. But uh, many times when I travel, I will hear people again and again say, we have no children. Um, well, I I always want to say, look around your church. Just because they're not in the four walls of your church does not mean you don't have children. You have children in your community that you could be reaching and serving. And so it's become now joy that um, when I speak outside of a children's ministry event, I'll usually end by asking, uh, you know, are there pastors in the room who would say to me, we have no children. Would you stand? And we pray for them that uh, the Lord of the harvest would provide children for their churches and their ministry and raise up men and women in in their congregation or bring them to them uh, that would be passionate about reaching kids. Um, So I think apathy, uh, I think tradition Mm -hmm. sometimes affects us, um, that we haven't made a place for kids. Uh, I think another challenge is just uh, we're crippled with fear. We don't know how to respond to the culture that our children are living in. And so uh, rather than engage with kids and rather than to try to address issues or speak truth to them, we just don't, don't talk. We don't speak at all. So parents, 
uh, are a barrier. The church can sometimes be a barrier. And then culture itself, I think we all understand. Um, you know, I don't really want to engage in the culture wars, mm-hmm. but there are some realities that we are dealing with. Um, the enemy is attacking kids in the area of, of identity and sexuality. Uh, it seems at least here in North America, there's a real real spirit of division among us. And, um, you know, across racial lines, across age and gender, there's just such a division happening. Um, we can't deny the influence of media and technology and, and other influencers outside of the church that are impacting our kids' lives. Um, we have cancel culture that we're contending with and people are afraid to speak up for truth. Um, and ultimately, one of the biggest challenges I think that we're going to have to to figure out is just the spirit of hurry. Uh, I thought during COVID when everything came to a grinding halt, we would learn some lessons, but it doesn't look like it. Uh, I think our families are busier than ever and they don't know how to uh, how to budget their time or how to slow down enough just to have some faith conversations with their kids. So that's a lot there that we are contending with, but I think we have to recognize the barriers before we can start addressing them and hopefully overcome them. Perfect. So that leads us to the next question. The big drum roll question of the <laughs> podcast, I guess, is what action steps do you see ahead for international children's ministries in order to make sure that we make this priority and that we take it seriously? So what do you see us doing or the action steps there? Uh, well, I think we, I think the leadership summit was just a beginning. Uh, I was, I was really excited to gather. We, we didn't have a huge group. We had about 25 people who attended with us, but we had some great conversations around the table and I don't think a single person felt like they'd wasted their time. Mm-hmm. They all seemed to walk away with a real appreciation for this movement and that we yes we do need to elevate this conversation now in the church so the leadership summit really was one of the first steps as well as naming child discipleship as a strategic priority Uh, so we're going to keep talking about this Mm -hmm. Um, I thought I was going to get away with child discipleship being our only priority for next year but that's not going to happen Mm -hmm. Uh, as I've prayed and, and sought counsel from some trusted people uh, but it definitely will be central to all that we do in the coming year uh, and probably five years or so at least. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my goals in the short uh, term is to establish a global child discipleship council, uh, a group that is intentionally focused on advising us on how do we move this conversation forward to those next action steps um, and we uh, are actually going to establish two of those councils. Uh, one will be led by my office here, the other by our Spanish language trainer, Abby Avila, uh, for the um, Latin America and how do we raise this conversation in that context. Mm-hmm. And perhaps we'll raise councils in other parts of the world so that we can make sure what we do is culturally appropriate and within the right context. Um, this will be a training track at ICM. Uh, 2023. There's a little preview for everyone. We'll have a track uh, uh, devoted, um, but very intentional about child discipleship in this time. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Um, My goal is also to uh, 
create a new one day all about child discipleship that we can bring to local churches, to regions, states, or nations uh, to offer a full day of equipping uh, in this whole area. So there's a lot of things that I'd like to see us accomplish or do, but that probably the most immediate next step that people will hear about on the blog or in the White Wing Messenger Mm -hmm. is the establishment of this uh, Global Child Discipleship Council. Wonderful. So as you know, our Kogop family, we're all very practical. We like resources, things we can put in our hands. So what types of resources do you want International Children's Ministries to produce or do you want to see come available centered around this topic? Uh, Well, one of the things that we did at the Leadership Summit during our day of processing was we worked in uh, table groups to decide what are some attainable things in the next six months, the next year, in the next five years. Um, we didn't have a whole lot of time to work on that, uh, but that's an that is an activity that I'll continue with this new discipleship council as well as the international advisory team that we serve with. Um, a couple of ideas that came from that uh, initial meeting last month. Um, was the idea of the training intensives, the one days. Mm -hmm. Um, What if we actually had a conference uh, focused on this particular issue uh, for children? Um, What if we had one for parents or different populations? So um, those are some ideas. I envision us doing more podcasts um, like this on child discipleship. Uh, We'll have certainly more blogs and articles in our denominational magazine. Um, I would like to see us revisit and expand the um, value and spiritual life of children, uh, which we interviewed Abby Spears. You interviewed her last month on this, uh, Abby Spears Velasquez, who was one of the co-authors. We want to expand that, make it available as a resource to churches. Um, I can envision, uh, we have a free curriculum, Walk with Jesus. I can envision uh, updating that. Uh, revising it. Uh, it's all about mm-hmm. the uh, themes of, of discipleship for children. Uh, and then we really want to give attention to how we continue equipping parents, grandparents, and other influencers uh, to pass along their faith and to disciple their children. So I would like to see an um, increased resourcing, particularly in that area. Who knows? We may do conferences uh, for grandparents, mm-hmm. uh, where we get together and discuss how do we um, serve our grandchildren in this environment. A lot of grandparents just don't, everything seems so foreign. It's such a strange new world for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same for parents. Um, we resource children's ministers pretty well, but I'd like for us to um, begin who are some of these other groups that have influence with kids? And how do we intentionally uh, resource them? Right. So I do have one final question before we sign off for today. So for those listening, maybe they're just wanting to start this conversation for themselves, um, maybe in their churches, with their pastors, with their children's ministries teams, this topic of child discipleship. So maybe as a starting place, Sean, what is... And what are some things that you would recommend as resources or things they could read, even just start doing now in their children's ministries? Sure. Well, uh, I would encourage everybody to download the show notes. We'll put links to everything I'm going to share on those notes. 
Um, I would encourage you to check out the website, childdiscipleship.com. These are the folks who put together the forum that we all attended last month. Uh, They have some great blogs and resources there that you can learn more about. They have a podcast as well. It's called the Child Discipleship Podcast. It's it's excellent, top quality leaders speaking to a variety of issues. Uh, Every episode, I find something of of great value in. So childdiscipleship.com and the Child Discipleship Podcast are great. And then I have three books that I want to recommend to everyone. The first is the book that really inspired this journey for us, and that's Resilient. It's the name of the book is Resilient, Child Discipleship and the Fearless Future of the Church. Mm-hmm. And it's really about uh, what is the church going to be like in the year 2050? And how do we work now with that end in mind? Uh, how do we uh, equip children uh, to have those, uh, you know, a lasting faith um, And how do we prepare the church of tomorrow today uh, for the leadership challenges that they're going to face? So that Resilient is a great book for everyone, children's ministers, pastors, leaders in the church. Then I have two books that are good for everyone, but I wanted to specifically mention them uh, for parents who uh, are maybe out there listening or children's ministers who want to equip parents. The first is by Justin uh, early, and it's called Habits of the Household. It's a great little book that um, it goes through just how do we, uh, through the rhythms of every day, um, go through our day, but find ways to uh, reinforce spiritual truth in our kids' lives. Uh, it's very, very practical. Um, it, it goes through the, it has 10 habits of the day. Um, and if you kind of look at your day like a clock, as you go through the day, that's your rhythm, and these are the opportunities that we have, as Deuteronomy encourages, as we walk along the road, to talk to our kids about God. And there are things like uh, when they wake up, meal times, uh, when we discipline them, screen time, family devotions, uh, marriage, in our own marriages, uh, in our work, in our play, in our conversation, and in our bedtime. How, again, those habits of the household, those rhythms we go through, how do we reinforce faith? Again, that book is called Habits of the Household. And then the third book that I want to recommend to everyone is called Raising Passionate Jesus Followers. And it's by Phil and Diane Comer. And this is a new book that I've just been digging into myself. Um, But it really is how do we construct a plan to intentionally disciple our children. Um, And it talks about, uh, it goes through the ages of our children. What is it that they need from birth on up to adulthood? And in each stage, how do we equip them again with a resilient faith? So uh, that book is Raising Passionate Jesus Followers by Phil and Diane Comer. So those are just some resources again. We'll put those on the show notes, but I encourage everybody to check those out. Yeah. Well, I wanted to say thank you for sharing. A lot of times, not only we, but other organizations and groups, we can put out information, our priorities or goals, but a lot of times we don't go and share the why behind it. So thank you for taking the time today to kind of express that so we could hear your heart behind what it is and what we're wanting to do and the priority of child discipleship. Again, um, if you have any questions about any of the information you've heard today, you can reach out to us at cgpkids at cogop.org 
or you can visit us at our website at kogot.org slash children. Sean, thank you again so much for joining us. We appreciate it. And we just, we're excited to see what comes of this in the future. Absolutely. Thank you, Joy, for a great job. And uh, I just encourage everybody to pray with us, uh, to stay connected with us, because I'm really excited. I believe the Holy Spirit is leading us. Um, And we at the International Assembly, I made a proclamation, a very lofty goal, that we want to raise the greatest generation of disciples the Church of God of Prophecy has ever seen. I can think of no greater goal than that one. And so we just invite everybody to join us. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To download today's show notes or to learn more about our certification program, training intensives, and institutes of children's ministry, visit our website, cogop.org slash children. 